The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Decisions. Hey everybody, I'm Sam Stewart with your Fantasy News Update. Coco Pops' historic run at Wimbledon is finally over. We were all going cuckoo for Coco. The 15-year-old American phenom lost to former number one seed Simona Halep in straight sets today, 6-3, 6-3. Goff was playing in her first ever Grand Slam tournament after becoming the youngest player to qualify for Wimbledon's main draw in the pro era. She also knocked out five, previous five-time champ Venus Williams in the first round. Halep will now face Zhang Shui of China in the quarterfinal round. Serena Williams sailed into the Wimbledon quarters for the 14th time by beating Carla Suarez Navarro 6-2, 6-2 in straights on court number one today. Williams will now face uh, American 29-year-old Allison Riske, who upset number one seed Ash Barty. The surprise of the tournament so far, Joanna Conta reached her second Wimbledon quarter by coming back from down a set to upset two-time champ Petra Kivota in 6-4, 6-2, 6-4 on center court. And number three, Carolina Pliskova fell in a marathon match to Carolina Muchova. 4-6, 7-5, 4-6, 7-5, and 13-11 in the decisive third set. They almost played all night. On the men's side, no problems for the big three. Roger Federer made it 17's appearances to the Wimbledon quarters after being Matteo Berrettini in straight 6-1, 6-2, Novak Djokovic threw the quarters for an 11th time in his career after winning in straight sets. And Rafa Nadal, he cruised into the quarters with a win over Joe Sousa, 6-2, 6-2, 6-2. Guida Pella was down two sets and won three straight to come back and beat Canadian Milos Raonic in five sets. Disappointment for Milos. The annual home run derby goes tonight. Here are the brackets. It's on round one. Jock Peterson in L.A. minus 140 versus Alex Bregman of Houston. He's plus 110. Pittsburgh's Josh Bell minus 190 versus Ronald Acuna Jr. He's plus uh, 140. The brave slugger is Vladimir Guerrero of the Blue Jays minus 140 versus Matt Chapman of the Oakland A's. Chapman replaced Kristen Yelich, and Chapman is plus 110 in that matchup. And young Mets superstar Pete Alonso minus 170 versus Carlos Santana of the Cleveland Indians. Santana, a plus 125 home dog in front of his fans in Cleveland. Here are the outright odds to win the home run derby tonight. Josh Bell, the favorite, at plus 325. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is plus 350. Pete Alonso comes in at uh, plus 375. Jock Peterson, plus 650. Matt Chapman, plus 750. Carlos Santana, Alex Bregman, and Ronald Acuna Jr. They're all the biggest dogs on the betting board at 10 to 1 odds. Houston Astros right-hander Justin Verlander and L.A. Dodgers lefty Hyun Ju Ru are uh, going to square off as the pitchers in today's uh, Tuesday's MLB All-Star Game. Verlander starts for the second time in his career. He also got the nod in 2012, and Ryu becomes the first-ever Korean-born pitcher to start an All-Star Game. The All-Star Game goes down Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern. Right now, it's a straight pick Run line, NL plus one and a half, minus 200, and the AL is minus one and a half, plus 170. Total in this baseball game sits at eight and a half flat. NBA, the Lakers say LeBron James are going to start him out at point guard free agent. Jabari Parker and the Atlanta Hawks have agreed on a two-year, $13 million contract. The former number two pick in the 2004 draft split last season between the Chicago Bulls and Washington Wizards, averaging 14.5 points and 6.6 boards per contest. The Oklahoma City Thunder have traded forward Jeremy Grant to the Denver Nuggets for a 2020 first-round pick, according to ESPN. This move uh, couples with the Paul George deal 
means the Thunder have acquired six first-round draft picks in the last week alone. The traders also expect to save the club $39 million in salary and luxury tax. Grant, the Syracuse uh, Orange product, had a solid year in OKC, uh, averaging 13.6 points and led the team in blocks as well. He also shot 39.2% from behind the arc. The Denver Nuggets have rescinded a qualifying offer on Trey Lyles, making the forward an unrestricted free agent. Lyles becoming expendable following Denver's acquisition of Jeremy Grant from OKC today. The 23-year-old Canadian missing several games with a hammy injury. Avery Bla- uh, Bradley plans on signing a two-year $9.7 million deal with the L.A. Lakers. The Grizz waved Bradley over the weekend. It's a depth move by L.A., who also signed Danny Green, formerly of the Raptors, and Katervius uh, Caldwell-Pope. The Clippers finalizing a two-year $10 million deal with forward Jermichael Green. He averaged 9.4 points and 6.3 rebounds with the Clip and Grizz last year. And after all the moving and shaking, guys, the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, they're the list, uh, listed as the favorites to win the NBA title as low as 3-1. to one. Most spots plus 350, not a lot of value there. That's a bad number. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned for Red Heat and Rage Radio with me and host Gabe Morenci. He's back from Vegas. We're going to talk a little MLB home run derby matchups and outrights, NBA and everything in between. So stick around, everybody. It's hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. It's coming up next. All you have to decide what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Let's do this thing. Game time decisions. Ready to raise our radio in our new time slot. Weekdays at 5 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Weekdays at 5 o'clock Eastern. And uh, yes, I know if you're a hardcore uh, fan of the show, it blows. And it's only uh, two hours, but uh, you'll get the best uh, 120 minutes in radio uh, right now. And uh, on the plus side, there will be a new show uh, starting nightly at 8 o'clock that I will be hosting. Uh, Cam will be participating. It'll be a live in-game show. We are ready to uh, unleash it um, this week. uh, But the fact of the matter is, it would have been kind of tough to sit there for two hours talking about live in-game odds for the home run derby. Uh, Here you go, Gabe. Back, 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 back. <laughs> well, even I thought, Ken, you got to be. Yeah, I know. You got to be kidding. No, I was actually, I'm like, I got to what? Actually, like, I'm like, how am I going to do this? Even? Like, really? I was like, actually going to text Cardano and say, are we going to start this next Monday? But if you need me uh, tonight, Gabe, I'd love to be the co-host. I don't know who they got planned or who's with you tonight, but riding solo for a home waiting. run derby doesn't see, seem like a, a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll play it by ear. Oh, sorry, we're waiting a week. Oh, we are. Okay, I did. I, I didn't get the email, didn't get the memo, but I got this one that we're at 5 o'clock today, buddy. Hope your trip to Vegas was okay. And, uh, yeah, you're right, jam-packed show today. And uh, I don't know who I'm going to take in the home run derby. I, like, I really like Josh Bell, but the odds aren't there. And maybe Carlos Santana is the biggest dog on the board. He is hitting in his hometown park. I'm uh, I'm looking at uh, Pete Alonzo. Oh, I like Alonzo, too. Yeah, there's a lot of guys uh, I like. That's the problem. Uh, Only uh, bet one or two. Yeah, have anything you ever won the home run derby before? I uh, uh, what betting it? Oh yeah, I've won it yeah. before. I've also bet multiple guys before, so it's not. Remember yeah. when they used to yeah, say, "Hey so Cam, how's your thirty pack in golf?" Well, yeah, if you're taking three or four guys out of eight, that uh, hopefully the math you win a little bit of money. But Gabe, I'll tell you, uh, crazy stuff on the golf course this weekend. I actually live bet Matthew Wolf at 125, won the, the favorite when he was like nine shots back, and I hit it. And uh, Colin Morikawa, my pick at 80 and 90 to one, finished second. So it was a good week on the links. Hopefully, we can keep it up. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Congratulations. And um, uh, what did you hit it at? What did you get Wolf at? 125 to 1 live. I only put uh, 10 bucks on it. We Each wow. way. Yeah. Still. Still. That's, yeah, uh, paid, what is each way? Yeah. What is each it way? Paid, each way means uh, five. You get five dollars for the win, and the other five they give you one fifth of the bet. So it worked out to one thousand sixty dollars. I thought it paid more, but one thousand sixty dollars on a ten dollar bet. What what I made you think to... he was going to win? Well, you know what? One know. thing is yeah. good call, but these tournaments and I know it. I just never get it right. But it's never big name guys that win after majors or before majors. That's been the theme of the summer all summer, and all these long shot guys winning. Basically, what I'm doing is betting college players that have come out. Ovland, Wolf, Morikawa. They've been top 10 every week. They're as good as the pros right now, Gabe. It's crazy. These kids aren't scared. All right, so as you mentioned, we got a stack show. and it's, it's, We're a little bit all over the place here. We have, we have some spillover from the guests from the morning show uh, today. Trying to figure out the exact times and everything. But either way, Josh Lewenberg's going to join us from Toronto. Covers uh, the Raptors. Um... Tony Miola, former uh, USA uh, national uh, net keeper, Tony Miola, uh, will join us. Great guest, Tony. Mike Blewett on the radar, all that and more. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Positions ready for radio. Fantasy Sports our Radio Network. This Kawhi Leonard is gone. Bye now bye. A member of the Los Angeles uh, Clippers. And uh, Cam, you know, I've tweeted about this. I was in Vegas when this went down. I've actually yep. taken it pretty well, uh, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, I sort of felt it coming at, at some point. Um, something just didn't seem right uh, the whole time. But I got to tell you, I just, uh, for me, I don't like the way that he handled this. And you and I started to catch on with the troll job that he was doing. Like, him flying back was just the final, like, yeah, the final, like, game that he was playing. Like, he had no intention. He knew. He was siding with the Clippers the next night. He knew it. He was only flying back just to really force Oklahoma City's head. It was just, like, just a force. Like, he really just played everybody. He played the Lakers hard. He was never yeah. going to the Lakers. He played us, and I don't want to hear any different. You know, I got a bunch of bozos out there, this and that. Like, people that never tweeted me about the Raptors in the last 15 years, Cam, but suddenly everyone's a Raptor expert over the yeah. last uh, couple of months. I'll be glad at least <laughs> you're, now, you're, like, they all go back to watching Leaf games and leave me alone. You're, you're learning about social media, Marenzi. Oh, I hate when it. You're, I'm like, starting to lose oh, yeah, it. No, yeah. I, I told you, buddy. Sometimes, you know, the old bear will give you a tip or two. And when you go to Vegas, I don't want you to spend time worrying about uh, getting in arguments with Stooges, rather having a good time because you don't have much time uh, because you work all the oh, time. No, no, I was. Bottom, I was. Here's the bottom <laughs> line, though. Here's the bottom line. I, and I've been saying this for weeks, and nobody has given us the old Barry Harwitz. The NBA has a real problem. You let the guys run the show 
and the commissioner has to do something. You don't see guys in the National Hockey League colluding best friends, as I mentioned, McKinnon and Crosby. Hey, let's create a super team in Colorado or Pittsburgh. This is nuts. And these decisions were made before. There was collusion before. These decisions were made. And all these reports and other things, all the bullshit that was flying, it is a problem. The product is good, but I don't want to be in leagues where guys just, you know what? Uh, I don't really feel like playing for this team anymore. I quit. You know, and I'm going to join something else. It's a, you're professional athletes. You're, when you get drafted by a bad team, you're supposed to play for them, show up for work, and do your damn job. And you know what? The guys, instead of trying, they'd rather quit and try to have a super team. I hope they all get, as you said on Twitter, that's my line, though, get bent. And I hope your teams yeah. all suck because it's pathetic. It's a pathetic way to be as a human being. What about guys who work from the bottom up? You, you know, you take your draft picks, you build your team. Like, you know, I got a lot of respect. Look at the way the Blues won a Stanley Cup from last to first. They didn't even acquire anybody. You know what I mean? But, hey, if you want to do it this way, you know, be my guest. You know what the thing is, too? You imagine, like, if Patrick Mahomes, like, uh, like throughout the season, because now we're finding out, too, that the Clippers were in constant contact with Kawhi throughout the season. We all know LeBron was harassing him on a daily basis during the playoffs. Stories that we had when I was doing updates, spies at Clipper games. Like, this stuff was going on before. Clippers fine for getting in Raptors' faces. Like, this has been going on for months and months and months prior to this. This yep. is like a super plan. So, you know, it's just... Can you imagine ridiculous. if Patrick Mahomes harassed Julio Jones all year and said, screw your contract with the Falcons. Just hold out. We'll force a trade. And 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 then was plotting, you know what I mean, with Travis... Uh, you know, I mean, was was plotting with uh, Zeke, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott to leave Dallas, and and let's let's do this, let's do that, dude. They they would get suspended. The fights, dude. The New England Patriots in Houston, Texas, Kev. No one really talked about this. It's not a flashy story, but it's like powerful executive types. So like basically like the brain trust. Belichick's like number two guy. Um, uh, got off of the job in Houston. That's right. And they were all in the wedding together. They were at a wedding together. There was like a wedding. And so it was sort of like, you know, guys from the Texans were there. Guys from the Patriots were there. They're all in the same circle, Campbell. Brian was a Belichick guy. You know what I mean? Dude, the Patriots filed like a complaint with the league because they were seen talking at a wedding. <laughs> like, I love it. Patriots were like, that's hey. tampering. They're tampering. More power, they're, they're more like, power to them. They even said, they even said you, you offered them a job two days later after we saw you talking at the wedding. And they brought it up. We were at a wedding and we saw them talking. Like, it, like, Goodell would fine you, like, $10 million and stuff a team. Not, like, 50000 for the Clippers. He'd say, you, you can't mess with teams, players. on Cam, you're right. It's a problem. And I read it, you know, and this isn't going to happen because all hell is going to break loose. But it's getting to this point where I read that uh, a GM uh, said that I'm t- he's been talking to owners. And uh, owners are, like, saying, you know what? Maybe uh, when a collective bargaining agreement is up, uh, we're not going to guarantee contracts anymore. Yeah, we'll go like the NFL. Yeah. We'll give you a signing bonus, but it's not guaranteed since you don't honor the players don't honor the contract. Exactly. They just they just decide I'm not playing for this team, or they're 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 tampering. Silver's got to put his foot down, right? But it's out of control now, man. I mean, come on, look, Oklahoma City camera minding their own business. They got nothing to do with this. And somehow, think about how Russell Westbrook's life just got ruined, basically, oh. by Kawhi Leonard. That guy's got, that guy's got enough you know problems, as it is. Now, you know, now you're going to put him on, like, 
You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. These guys, yeah, they got they got they got no players now. They got six first round picks. A couple minor deals were made today. And I got to be honest with you, if I was an owner of one of these teams, like small market teams, I'd find another business. How do you compete? How do you compete in well, this type of landscape? You're making with, money with anyway. LA versus LA. Yeah, well, there's a lot of Just other ways to, put to make up. money. There's other ways to make money, Marenzi. You know that money makes money, and owning a sports know, franchise know, is just one way to make money. Come on, I know, but you know, Cam, look, you know, you, I, I know, I know you're saying. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills make two hundred million dollars last year, profit. It's impressive. They don't win. Yeah, it matter. Like you know what I'm saying? And, uh, winning doesn't matter to owners for the most part. That's why they don't care. Like it doesn't matter to them. They don't even want to pay players, right? Like they, they, they'd rather just make money. Like Kyle Turley told me that years ago. He just basically he said, dude, he said the owners like already win by owning the team. Like basically, like every team in the NFL makes like $180 million or more, Ken. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars made like $163 million or something last year in profit. Like the Buffalo Bills, they don't want you to know this because it's so much money, right? Like the Bills made like $212 million or something. The Packers, Ken, made $400 million. <laughs> The Packers, oh, the only reason Public they owned, yeah, public, traded, yeah, right, so they had to do yeah. their, their disclosure. Their public it was like, books. you guys make $387 million profit? Are you kidding me? Right? Like, they haven't won, Cam. They've made the playoffs in years. Right? Like, it's the TV deals. It's automatic. Like, Derek Jeter. Dude, the Marlins are an effing choke, bro. Derek Jeter's still uh, making money. That's why he does it. Yeah. It sucks for the fans. No, it does. Like I'm if just, you're I'm just, Sacramento Kings, you're never winning. I'm just, like Sacramento just, Kings will never win. I'm just saying, Gabe, and you know economics as well as the next guy. If me, if Stuart Morency Incorporated had $2 million, we could put our money in a savings account and make money, let alone good investments you can make with there. You can't lose money when you have that much money. You'd have to be a complete and utter moron. That's not true. You could lose that yeah, much money. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's safe investments, bonds, things that are very low risk. For guys who have a lot of dough, that's all I'm saying. No, but what I'm telling you, Cam, is right now, the owners of the Sacramento Kings are like, what's another team? Like, the owners of the Memphis Grizzlies aren't right now thinking, oh, this sucks. We're never going to be able to win. The guy's thinking, you know what? Whatever. I'm making $92 million a year anyways off of this. Like, the money is so big. It, yeah, it, it's winning crazy is second. That's why... Yeah. That's why in sports, you'll notice, and like, look, in the NBA, it's always there's certain teams, but overall in sports, Cam, it's up to the owner to want to win. And there's, truth be told, bro, there's not really a lot of owners that really, 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 really want to win. Like Mark Cuban did, and he won, and now he doesn't care. He cares about Shark Tank anymore. Shark Tank, exactly. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mark, yeah, I get it. Mark Cuban's not like losing sleep at night that he hasn't won a championship in a few years. He's gotten better over the last year or two. The Mavericks are, you know, better. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you think that, Arthur Blake wants to win? I do. Yes. Yes. I think this I think guy like lives to win. Yes. I think yeah. so too. Arthur. Yeah, but it shows. It shows. He paid Devontae Freeman. He's gonna pay hey. Leo Jones. He paid Matt Ryan. He yeah. treats and the he fans. Well. And he gets the fans he wants a break to break the concession. Yes. yes. Yes, he's a good owner. Great, 100%. Look at the, the Blue Jays, bro. The Rodgers want to win? No, they want money. Yeah. They want to own teams to sell their product. And they want to own a team to fill airtime on their network so their rivals own it. They don't care about winning. 
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, let's do this thing. Uh, we're jam-packed uh, here this afternoon. Josh Lewisburg, Jordan Soprano. We got Mike Blewett on the radar, but let's talk to some soccer right now with Tony Viola. Uh, we had him on the morning after a couple of weeks ago. Really enjoyed the conversation. One of my favorite uh, guests. Uh, obviously a, a legend uh, in American uh, soccer, uh, Sirius XM. Tony Miola steps up and in. Tony, it's always a pleasure, man. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, guys. Getting uh, getting over what was a, a busy Sunday, a busy uh, a busy weekend of soccer, no doubt. Were you one of the people that were bitching about there being uh, you know three title games on uh, on one day? Well, I'm a soccer junkie, so <laughs> you know that kind of a kind of a dream day. Like I, I get the argument, yeah. and but once it once it happened, I understand that they all kind of. You know, the Women's World Cup needs a platform, the, the Gold Cup and Copa America, they all need their platform. But once it was decided that this was what it was going to be, I was I'm one of those guys, okay, let's just live with it and deal with it. I, I, I understand the argument and I'm not I don't think we'll ever see it again based on, you know, sort of the reaction from everybody. But when you have that many tournaments uh, and then you look at the European schedule and you look at you know, when preseason starts for a lot of these guys and major league soccer is still going there's not a lot of dates. I think the only thing they probably could have done is put a put a final, one of the finals at least, or or maybe two of them on a Saturday and left uh, the World Cup for Sunday. But uh, I I can't say I was one of them that bitched and moaned for months about it. You know, I said, ah, oh, this is kind of odd, but I you know I kind of went on with it and enjoyed uh, the fact that we had three finals on a day. Uh, people like yeah, to they, bitch for the sake of bitching. They, they sure you know? do. And weren't they staggered? Like, the women's game was on, Tony. It was on in the morning. Then you got Peru, Brazil, and then you got USA and Mexico at night. It's not like any of them overlapped. It was pretty good timing. And the U.S.-Mexico game, there was no other sports on after MLB the All-Star break. The games ended at 7 o'clock. Well, could you imagine if they did overlap what the bitching and moaning would have been? Would oh, have yeah, been like, exactly. It's just, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> These people yeah, never heard of college time. football think, and what bowl day is like. That's, you know, it's a great exactly. thing. It, we it was like soccer day. Sunday. It took, it took over the world. And like you said, with all due respect yeah. to the women's team, in Brazil, they were worried about the Copa. In Mexico, they were worried about the Gold Cup. In yeah. America, it was for the women's team. Let's just be real, too, Tony. It was something for everybody. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I heard the argument that this – and it's the World Cup. I, I completely understand. I, I went through it three times playing in a World Cup. You want to be sort of center stage, but um, in in uh, okay, Gold Cup maybe uh, notwithstanding, but you know, Copa America. Uh, there are South American players that would cherish a Copa America trophy just as much as they would a World Cup trophy. That's what it means to them down there, especially. Uh, you know, like in Argentina, who didn't make it to the finals or finishes in third, or you know, Brazil hosting it. You know, I mean, they they look at it. This this is essentially their other World Cup. No, you're exactly right. It's always fans that don't understand that. Oh no, no it doesn't matter. It's not not this and not that. Yeah, you see the passion and 
Brazil gets a little confidence. All right. So I don't want to make it about the equal pay stuff, Tony, but I'll put you in the hot seat right now. It's been a big topic of conversation uh, throughout the day. Yeah. The fans started cheering it in the building, in the stadium uh, yesterday. Your take on the equal pay for the national teams, men versus women's. Uh, look, I, I, I'll say this, and I say this all the time. The, the, I'm all for equal pay. I think they should be paid just as much as the men. They're, but what people don't understand um, is that there's a difference between what happens with the men's national team and the women's national team. Keep in mind, women's national team players are paid by the federation to play in the NWSL, right? Which is which is the national league, which doesn't happen obviously for the men's side. So you you have to sort of square things up. I saw a report that if the women and it was a really I, I forget the uh, the guy who did it, but not too long ago laid out the numbers that if the women uh, took the exact pay structure that the men had on the national team, one, in 2018, they would have been paid more than the national team, or they were paid more than the, the men's national team. But if they got rid of the insurance that they get from the league and their salaries that they get from the league, they would actually come out behind in some of this, right? So the, the, I, I think you're going to see those arguments kind of come to light in the next couple of weeks. Should they be, for me, I've always said the men and the women should actually have the same union. They should have a national team union, not a men's uh, yep. union, not a women's union. Just have a national team union. Go in, uh, negotiate all of your bonuses, negotiate what it looks like at a World Cup, what it looks like at your qualifying tournament, and then everybody's happy at the end of the day. Um, but uh, well, Sort of it, like the Olympics, know, it, Tony. It's not, you're right. Like an Olympics. Like, they don't give, oh, 100000 to a gold medalist because you're a man and fifty k to a woman, right? It's like, listen, you want a gold right. medal for your country, you're, you're getting this. You're getting – I think it's a great point that you raise as as far as the structure, um, as far as the a union, as opposed to, like, the women having a battle for themselves, right, and the men in their own little bubble because the men aren't going to fight for the women. It's just human nature, right? So the women sort of have to start yeah, chirping but, but about this on their mind, own. Get- yeah, keep in mind that the, the union came out and put a statement out and said, you know, we agree, the, the men's union, yeah. they should be paid the exact same. Um, but but they're, they're not on the same ground right now, and I think that's what people probably don't understand. So the, the short answer is, yes, I believe that they should be paid exactly the same as the men. Will it be the, – the question will be, will it be beneficial to them in the end? Will it actually help them in the end? I think that's what – uh, people have to look at and look. And one one thing I will say, and I'm not, I, I don't ever mix politics and and sports. I just don't do it. But I'm watching all of these politicians now come out of the woodwork talking about um, equal pay for women who who probably have never watched a soccer game in their life, but don't know anything about it. Don't know anything about. And I'm blown away that they're so opinionated on it. Um, and they don't know the the things that that go on in an NWSL game, right? They don't know that they're actually getting paid by the federation, and the men don't get paid by the federation. Uh, so, um, I, I just would call. Tony, I'll stop you right here. Who you... And I'll say, I saw a debate today. People are arguing online about air conditioning being sexist because women it affects them more in office space. <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm not making it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like, oh, politicians cool. are the worst, though. Okay, they listen. Uh, we want to yep. get to some MLS futures because me and Cam like to lay it down. Yep. But uh, yep. just on the men's side uh, yesterday, you know, listen, I think it's 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 not bad that they got to, to the final. 
Uh, you know, if you get knocked out earlier, I think I think you know it's it's never fun to lose to Mexico, especially on American soil. I get it, but the men's program is really in a it's sort of in the middle of a tunnel right now. Tony, is that a good way of putting it? I mean, you have a lot of aging players that are probably playing more than they have to, but there's no one really ready to take over yet. And there's not a ton. Like, talk to me about the mix of this program and where it's going moving forward. What was your quick assessment? Then we'll get to some MLS on the way out here. Yeah, I think we're going to see a little bit of that change. Hit the nail on the head. There, there. You know, whenever you have sort of aging or or older players, if you will, on your national team, you have to question what's behind. And and the fact that there was an under twenty World Cup, we probably didn't see some of those young guys in this Gold Cup because of that. And because there's Olympic qualifying this year. And that's a, that's a major focus for U.S. soccer because we haven't qualified for the last two Olympics. Um, there, there's kind of a, a weird mix, uh, which Greg Berhalter, you know, had to sort of manage a little bit. Yeah, losing to Mexico in the final, that sucks. That's the worst. Um, it, it, they've beaten us now in five of six Gold Cup finals. Um, and that's, that, that's always a tough pill to swallow. I think what's Two things that, that I'll look at. it. One, I think we grew in the tournament. We grew into the tournament, and we grew during the tournament. And then the other thing is um, that I think the second half for me last night in that game is probably the most problematic, where tactically Tata Martino, the manager of, uh, of Mexico, made a change that kind of turned us on our heads um, a little bit with the U.S. team, and we didn't have any answers for it. Hey, Tony, uh, Gabe and I like to throw it down uh, on the MLS there. And when we're looking at the odds, uh, Los Angeles' FC is plus 250. Gabe, right in your backyard, in our New York City FC, 8-1. to one. Tony, for a guy that knows a lot and watches a lot of soccer, is there any teams like New York, FC, 8-1, to one, the LA Galaxy, 10, Philadelphia Union, 10, Atlanta's a real good team at 11. Any other teams other than Los Angeles that offer some value in uh, the soccer future market? Yeah, I, I think that the one I, I called Philly in preseason this year, I called them my sleeper team. I, I thought they were a team the last two years that underachieved a little bit. And the fact that they didn't get rid of their coach, Jim Curtin, um, I think helped them a lot because it gave them some continuity. It gave them, uh, um, you know, sort of a, a pathway. And, I, I, you know, now getting back this last two weeks, three weeks, has kind of been hard to judge Major League Soccer because – so many players missing from yeah. uh, from teams with Gold Cup duty. You know, it's it's kind of an odd time where if a team if a team that on paper should win doesn't win, you you kind of you, you don't get you don't get crazy about it. Um, but I think Philadelphia is sort of a sleeper team. Um, NYCFC is a good one. I gotta say, if you're just talking about playoffs right now and and sort of maybe the early rounds. The New England Revolution with Bruce um, back in there, he has done great things in a short period of time. It's, a, it's another team that maybe underachieved a little bit. In the in the Western Conference, LAFC, I think everyone believes they are the strongest team um, in the conference. There's no doubt. And then Portland, who had uh, who's in ninth place right now um, in the Western Conference, Giovanni Savarese just signed a new contract uh, there. They played their first I don't know, 13 games uh, on the road because of the renovations to their new stadium. They'll, they will also be a team to watch out because they, I think if I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think they only travel three more times uh, the remainder of this season, which is huge. 
Tony Miola, man. We could talk soccer with you for hours, Tony. It's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. You got it, guys. I appreciate it. Any, anytime. Tony Miola, uh, what is I told you, Cam, great guest. Man. This guy, great, great, great talking guest. to him. I love it when yeah. you're giving odds, he's giving you answers. Love it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. New England. Philadelphia. I didn't realize they were this good. Yeah, 10 to 1. Yeah, for, for the union. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Tony Miola for joining us. I'm Gabriel Moretzky. We're back from Las Vegas. Cam Stewart thrown it down with us. We're now 5-7, to seven, guys. Uh, we'll get used to it. It's going to fly by. Uh, but, you know, we are on three hours every morning as well here. Now we're going to be adding another couple hours at nighttime from 8 till 10. That'll start next week when the games are back. Uh, and uh, we'll be uh, live at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands uh, starting uh, next week uh, as well. Uh, so starting next week, we'll be at the Meadowlands broadcasting some game time decisions, um, and then uh, leading up to a uh, leading into a live in play show, where we'll be tracking the live odds. We'll be talking to handicappers and hanging out at the book, and uh, try to make some money uh, at the the book. So speaking of which, I was just in Vegas and I did not make uh, money. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers never lose, but of course they lost the night I was there, and I bet on them. Uh, I did okay with the UFC, but it was like a break-even deal. I played blackjack uh, once only uh, while drunk, and it didn't go well. And it wasn't really my fault. I just can't. Like, dude, I played the Tropicana. I knew I shouldn't have played there. Like, you know. Mixed mix bag just, of Trop when I played there. I've had yeah. big home runs there, and I've had nights of utter crush, like disappointment and tears at the Tropicana. I've had some of my best days ever and worst days in that casino when they were revamping it. I stayed there. I had a heater where I won like a few grand. And then I remember I couldn't win a hand at the trop too. huge doubles lost. Yeah, they gave me a fruit basket with some booze in it. Thanks. <laughs> Have a Heineken and a bottle of wine, Mr. Stewart. Oh yeah. Great trip. Now the, the Tropicana is an interesting casino. It's a, uh, well, it's cool that you went there, Gabe. Uh, I know nice. that when I stayed there, it was a, it was a dump, but now it's nice. Yes. Yeah, Very no, it's so. nice. But, you know, the reason I ended up there, I was across the street, you know, so I was on that corner. But the thing is, it's never really packed. Like, the tables aren't full. Like, everywhere is pretty full, right? So I was I cruised through there. I actually went to, to eat there. So, um, you know, I, I was with somebody, and I said, you know what? The food's pretty good, actually, at the Tropicana, and that and there's a diner in there. It's really good. So I uh, went to the Trop. The food was good. And I was like, ah, what the hell? We'll play it. Dude, every hand cam, like, I got two, three, five, like, you name yep. it, bro. I got, like, every piss-poor card. You know, I'd start with a two, then a three, then a four, and it was like, are you effing me? Well, you know, the one so time. Bad, but you, need, you need to get yeah. a 10 after. The way I look at black. Oh, and I never did, cool. though. I got a 10 yeah, once. I got yeah, a nine start... after, and I got a push. He got 19. Yeah. It was like, come yeah, on. If, it was like. Bottom line about blackjack is if you start between 12 and 16, you're under the gun. If you start between 9 and 11, you're probably going to do quite well. If you could have good action hands and he's got a 3, 4, 5, or 6 plus cards, there's a lot of things you can do. The 
The problem is it's about their hands. When they're dealing themselves tens all the time, you're in trouble. It doesn't matter what you know, what kind of mathematician you are, you're in trouble. I play blackjack my whole life. Like it's, it could be a very difficult game or you could be on a heater and you can win like 11 hands in a row, very up and down. Now, I played some slots. Not much, I a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah, I, mean, I hate slots so much. <laughs> well, I figured, so you know, like I said, numbers. I was, was with someone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just pulling yeah. the lever. Ding, thing. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. I know, my girlfriend plays slots. I go, why do you play slots? She goes, Whip I don't want to think. I go, why yeah, don't you want to think? I just don't want to think. I want to drink. Oh, okay, if you well, don't want to think and you want to drink, slots are good. And vi- video poker, too. Actually, you want the best bang for your buck? Here's how you do. Here's a Vegas tip, Gabe. You know this with you're with a lady. They sit at the grease bar the guy, video poker. Yeah, grease yeah. the guy 20 and just nickel and dime a little hit the button every couple minutes video poker. The drinks are going to cost more than the time that uh, you're sitting there anyway. The, it's a good way to go. Yeah, but the drinks suck in Vegas. They use crappy booze, crappy They're juice, watering them down. Like, last trip, I noticed uh, a big water job. I'm like, where's the booze? They're not even getting one me One night, Cam, I drank like a casino stuff all night, and I had a stomach ache like all night and in the morning. The next day, I was like, screw it. I bought my own vodka. I, brought, I bought a bottle of Tropicana myself. No hangover the next day. felt yeah, great. No, it's, like, it's, it's terrible, their right. stuff. Um, it is so you and I off, always talk, though. It's always people that don't need to win, win. And even sometimes, you know, if you have money and stuff, you'll end up winning a parlay and you don't really need it. But when you need the money, you're never going to win. Here's really? a classic example. So I was just at a casino. I didn't win. I could have used the money on the way out. But uh, Lala Anthony, Carmelo Anthony's wife, who's actually filing for divorce, so you know she's really going to score. <laughs> um, she's sitting at a slot machine uh, yesterday or Saturday night, and she went $68,000. I see a video here. Yeah, it happens. She doesn't need the 68K. Like, I would have been happy to win $680. Hell, I would have told the story I won $68. I didn't. I lost. <laughs> like, of course, she just drops that. She plays. Oh, look, I won $68,000. Yeah, you're, you know, you're going to be getting probably like $30 million from Carmelo, too, or something, or more, whatever he's made, half of it. He's made a lot of rich money, get too. Ri- rich get richer, Gabe. Remember what the Chinese guy told me at the convenience store? He goes, oh, poor man came in to play Nevada ticket. Never win, never win. Rich man came in to pick up milk. One again, one again. That's what I'm talking about. Extra lottery. Hey, here's another $1,000 on the scratch ticket. Throw it on the money pile. It's like Mr. Burns, man. You just, yeah, once you got it, money attracts money, buddy. When you need it, it's kind of like women. Like a scent, you know, they could smell it yeah. if you haven't uh, had True. success in a while. Very similar. Uh, I, 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 know, I know that scent, the scent of... Uh, you know, when you're not successful, they could smell it. And when you got money in your pocket, everybody's your friend all of a sudden. You smell like a classic cologne, Gabe. You know the drill. No, no, you're exactly right. That's that's the way uh, it's the way life works. It's, it's bizarre. It's, yeah, um, it really is. All right, so one thing, I want to get to Westbrook a little bit here. I'm seeing so the Miami stuff is picking up a little bit of steam for Russell Westbrook. I don't, I don't know how any team is going to make a deal for Westbrook. Like, what kind of package are you going to have to put together? With his contract, Gabe, Oklahoma City can't give up a lot for That's the thing. And you're sitting, they're sitting on six draft picks. They're going to try to do something. But whatever it is, it's going to be a crazy, crazy deal. I just, the math is going to be interesting. That's for sure. You know, uh, the thing is, too, like Westbrook's a good player. I think he gets criticized a bit too much. I mean, people are going, oh, he's 30 years old. He's, he's losing it. He's slowing down. He averaged a triple-double last year. I, I like if people forget he set an all-time he, record like triple doubles yeah. in a row <laughs> he he is so, a ball hawk but then again when you play in oklahoma city 
He doesn't he try, he's the com- main scorer yeah. there. Exactly. If you give him another option, maybe he'll pass it a little bit more. So look, it's, when it's, he it's played with James Harden and Kevin Durant, they went to the finals and they were kids. That's true. Right. That's so true. like if, if he's around talent, like I just thought my whole point is, though, the problem is he makes one hundred and seventy million dollars. It's a problem. And Big problem. yeah, if you're on the hook for this, you know, for the next four years type of deal. And he's 30 years old. So it's like, yeah, you get two good years. Like, Cam, if there was two years on the deal, teams, it would be like a sweepstakes right now, like all these other stars. People would be like, we're in. You know, we it's two years, one year, we're in. We want this. You know what I mean? It's four years. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, then you're not going to give a massive package because you're you're doing them a favor by taking $170 million off their books. Right, like you're crippling yourself moving forward here. Like you know, you don't have a lot of wiggle room. But Miami doesn't have enough with just with Jimmy Butler, not enough. No, right, and they no. know it. They need another. They need another it. piece. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the Westbrook to Miami, and supposedly I only bring this up, and God, who knows? I mean, Woj has never been right about anything. He wasn't right about anything with Kawhi Leonard, uh, but. It seemed, listen, he doesn't have a lot of choices, Westbrook. He knows this, right? So it seems like the two teams are Miami and Detroit that are like, they're the two yeah. teams willing to do this. That makes sense. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. And if you're Westbrook. Miami, wouldn't you say Miami over Detroit too? It makes yeah, more sense. Yeah, but if you're Westbrook, you yeah, it does because it's Miami and it's plus. Miami's a top destination for NBA players, but I think the better team is Detroit. I'm not saying Detroit's better than Miami now. Well, they actually are. They made the playoffs. Miami did it. Yep. So. Um, it's close. They're, it's well, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But you drop Westbrook. You drop Westbrook with Jimmy Butler. So what? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you guys really doing here? Like, you know what I mean? You're not winning. So, you drop Westbrook with Andre Jum- Drummond and Blake Griffin. That's That's a load those three to deal with. I would think so. You know what I mean? I like, that's, so. you know, you've got you got an explosive guard in, in Westbrook. He can alley-oop it to, for some epic dunks and stuff, make the fans happy to Griffin. you got a big Let's, man in Drummond. It wouldn't yep. be fun to play them. I'll put it that way. Like, I'm not saying they're going to win the East, but they wouldn't be a joke to play if they could stay healthy. That would be a, that's a problem for them all the time. Yep. It is, uh, it when, is when a big Griffin, problem. But it is a big problem. As far as Kawhi is concerned. I would not bet that. You know, I'm going to say. You can't bet the Clippers at three to one. You cannot bet the Clippers at three no. to one. That is a horrible price. We don't know what Kawhi their chemistry also, is going to be like. That's the, first of all, you don't know the chemistry. Kawhi Leonard was good, but he's very, very close to being injured. I know he played hurt in the playoffs. Paul George, another guy. What's going to happen there? There are so many question marks for you to throw down a significant amount of money at a three to one price. I don't care if those two are there. That is a bad, bad number, and I'm not playing it. Three to one? Pff, give me a break. So we talk about, I was saying, you know, for me, it's just the way that he handled it. Yeah, and, it was pretty uh, cool. Even now I see, even now I see that um, he texted Nick Nurse. He never called him. No, text call. Uh, you figure, bro, after winning a it's title easy, together. It's, it's the easy way out, text. You know, like, yeah, you got to make it happen. Count. Call. Like, yeah, like sometimes I can understand a text when you need to take care of, like, minor business. 
but for something very important, you prefer you prefer the voice, right? Hey, thanks like when you for winning a title with me. I'll never yeah. forget my time with you. Great stuff. You're a great coach, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for everything, Nick. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks we'll for resting me 22 games last year and rehabbing me. Thanks for, like, a lot of things. No, he fired him off a text message on Friday night. He said, I just want you to know I'm, I'm going to the Clippers. <laughs> mm, great. Well, I will say off. this. He's a great Raptors, player, but he's, he's The Raptors awesome. organization has handled it with nothing but class. They've not had one thing bad thing to say on the way out. Well, they can't. So they can't. More power because it's them. like the Warriors. It's like the Warriors kissing Kevin Durant's ass on the way out. The players run the asylum now. So if you rip them, it's going to be used against you on the way out. Oh, they weren't appreciative, right? Like, you've got to shut up. All right, uh, let's go. We got uh, more guests coming up at six. So uh, let's bring uh, Jason in here before we get to a break. Jason in Wisconsin. What's going on, Jason? Hey, Bill, man. Let's see. Cam Stewart. I, uh, I lost my voice uh, over the weekend at the Dave Matthews concert at Alpine Valley. And I woke up and I, I sound just like you, Dave. Level four. Yeah, Dave. I thought my voice is gone. I thought just like you it was pretty cool. Well, how do you lose your? How do you lose your voice? Four. Dave, I'm gonna do a radio at a Dave Matthews concert. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you singing yeah, along? You guys, you, you guys have never been to one, so 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 don't knock it till you tried it. It's a good no, time. I bet there's a lot. Of, I know there's a lot of chicks there, Jason. I get it. Oh, oh, right. I'm just saying, like, you. were you were you cheering or you were you singing? How come your voice is oh, gone? No, I know. I know every word that we saw, and, uh, and you know, hooping and hollering and drinking $15, uh, 24-ounce cans of Miller Lite beer. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to spend uh, 15 bucks, you can't get light. At least it's got to be, like, real, uh, but, yeah. Of course, they didn't have any choices, you know. But, uh, and then, uh, speaking of vodka, they had uh, a little Tino's vodka stand set up, and they had these little, like, uh, plastic mason jars, and... A small one was twenty dollars, and a large mason jar, which is probably I don't know twenty ounces, was was uh, twenty five dollars. <laughs> wow! You gotta love it. Yeah, fifty demon life dollar, fifty bucks. <laughs> I got a double vodka. I got a double vodka and a beer in Vegas, thirty six bucks. Strong, yeah, yeah. You know, and and everyone they give you, they have to open it for you so you can't really save it. Let me give one quick shout out to uh, Joey Chestnut for uh, for winning again in uh, the missing hot dog uh, eating contest. Because I know you have uh, missing cars up there, uh, and uh, it's kind of missing that you have the uh, the official hot dog guy calling you show on a regular basis. Missing, yeah, I'm ready, guys. But yeah, gang, when the music starts playing, it's sort of. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, level one, winding down. Uh, we're now on uh, weekdays at 5 o'clock, people. Uh, 5 until uh, 7, or like, you know, 6.54 or, or whatever it is. Uh, but we're adding a new show. Going to be on uh, starting next week at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern. 
to get a couple of uh, more hours of me bitching and uh, and betting. Uh, the Raging Redhead and uh, many others will be uh, regulars uh, joining us on. This is going to be a betting show uh, live from the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. Uh, tonight, uh, I guess we could bet on the home run derby. Uh, that's what takes uh, center stage uh, here this evening. Uh, in the 6 o'clock hour, we'll run, uh, we'll run through uh, the matchups, uh, the odds, and everything else. Josh Lewenberg uh, will join us from Toronto as they pick up the pieces uh, following Kawhi Leonard's decision. I brought it up earlier that uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, didn't even call Coach Nurse, uh, only fired him off a text, which I thought was pretty, pretty weak uh, as well. But that's, you know, that's, that's the world that we're in right now. Now, there's a lot of reports and crazy stuff that gets thrown around out here right now. Cam, I don't know if you heard this, but pretty much been documented. Yet, I don't think it would have happened because Kawhi wanted to pull this off in L.A. the whole time. He wanted to go home. Everything that was being done was just to manipulate and get the max, you know, to get Paul George. And he tried to get Durant. He tried to get Kyrie Irving, supposedly. Like, dude, there's like story after story coming out, like what Kawhi Leonard tampered with and who he like he tried to get over the last couple of weeks. But I guess Oklahoma City said, listen, they let it out to the Raptors, essentially, Cam. They said, listen, Kawhi's coming hard after Paul George. And they said, he wants to play with Paul George. We'll send him to you instead of the Clippers. And, you know, maybe, you know what I mean? It'll you'll, You can have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And I don't think Paul George would have went to Toronto. No, I don't either. And, uh, no. So I think it's kind of moot. But they wanted Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, and four first-round picks. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah. I'm not letting Kawhi Leonard play general manager either. He's a good player, but bro, like... You got to put your foot down somewhere. I hope the Clippers suck rocks. I do too. They're not going to, though. (laughs) I won't. No, they're going to be amazing, but not taking them a three to one. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. very much, Yang. Hey, everybody of Camp Stewart, your fantasy news update here. Let's go. The annual home run derby goes tonight from Cleveland. Here are the brackets and odds in round one. Jock Peterson of the Dodgers, minus 140 versus Houston's Alex Bregman. He clocks in at plus 110. Pittsburgh's Josh Bell, arguably the MVP of the season. Guy's on a short, short deal, too. Makes under $600,000 a year. The guy's been money. Minus 190 versus Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves. Uh, right there in that matchup, yeah, Acuna Jr., he's plus 140. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., the Jays, a minus 140 favorite over Matt Chapman, who steps in to replace Christian Yelich. Uh, Chapman in at plus 110. Pete Alonso, minus 170 in his matchup <clears throat> versus Carlos Santana of the Tribe. Santana, plus 125. Dog. Here are the outright uh, odds to win. Josh Bell, the favorite, plus 325. Vladimir Guerrero, plus 350. Pete Alonso, plus 375. Shop around. I've seen him at 5-1. to one. Jock Peterson plus 650, Matt Chapman, uh, plus 750, Carlos Santana, Alex Bregman, and Kuna Jr., all the biggest dogs on the table, all three listed at 10 to 1. Houston Astros right-hander Justin Verlander and Dodgers uh, lefty Hyun Jin Roon will uh, take uh, the starting pitching roles in Tuesday's MLB All-Star game. 
Verlander starts for the second career time. He also got the nod in 2012. Well, Ryu becomes the first ever Korean-born pitcher to start an All-Star game after both having sizzling starts to the season. The All-Star game goes down Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern. Right now, the line of Pickham, NL, plus 1.5, minus 200 on the run line. AL, minus 1.5, plus 170 total in the All-Star game, sits at 8.5. In the NFL, Julio Jones says he's not going to hold out. He trusts Arthur Blank to get him a new deal, as promised. Jones says he will go to camp. On July 22nd, 22nd, the six-time Pro Bowler has 1,677 yards last year. He is under contract through 2020. Coco Goff's historic run at Wimbledon ended. What a story, though. The 15-year-old American phenom losing to former number one Simona Halep in straight sets, 6-3, 6-3. Goff was playing in our first-ever Grand Slam tourney after becoming the youngest player to qualify for Wimbledon's main draw in the pro era. She got also knocked out Venus Williams, a five-time champ in the first round. Uh, Serena Williams sailing into the Wimbledon quarterfinals for the 14th time. She easily beat Carla no- Suarez Navarro 6-2, 6-2 on court number one. Williams will now face fellow American 29-year-old Allison Riske, who upset the number one seed Ash Barty of Australia. That was a shocker today. Joanna Conta reached her second Wimbledon quarter by coming back from a set down to upset two-time champ Petra Kvitkova. 4-6-6-2-6-4. And number three, Coralina Pliskova fell in a marathon match to Carolina Muchova. 4-6-7-5 and 13-11, the decisive third set on the men's side. No problems for the big three. Roger Federer made it a 17th appearance to the quarters. He beat Matteo Berrettini in straight sets. Novak Djokovic threw to the quarters for an 11th time after winning. And Rafa Nadal cruised in his quarterfinal match, too, over Joa Sousa. 6-2, 6-2, 6-2 the final. Guida Pella was down two sets to uh, Canadian Milos Raonic, but Raonic couldn't get it done. Pella won three straight sets to come back and win in five. Heartbreak for the Canuck. Novak Djokovic right now, minus 140 to win it all on the men's side. And Serena Williams, plus 160 to win women's Wimbledon. In the NBA, the Lakers say they're going to start LeBron James out at point guard. And not too bad of an idea. Rajon Rondo, Quinn Cook, and Alex Caruso, the only real guys in the backcourt there. Free agent forward Jabari Parker and the Atlanta Hawks have agreed on a two-year, $13 million deal. The former number two pick in the 2014 draft split time between the Bulls and Wizards, averaging 14.5 points and six-point boards per contest. The Oklahoma City Thunder trading forward Jeremy Grant to Denver for a 2020 first-round pick. This according to ESPN. The move couples with the Paul George monster deal and means the Thunder have acquired six first-round draft picks in the last week. The trade also expected to save the club $39 million in salary and luxury tax. Grant from Syracuse had a solid year, averaging 13.6 ports, and he also shot 39.2% from beyond the arc. The Denver Nuggets rescinding a qualifying offer to Trey Lyles, making the forward an unrestricted free agent. The 23-year-old Canadian missing several games this year with a hammy injury. Avery Bradley plans on signing a two-year $9.7 million deal with the Lakers. The Grizzlies waved Bradley over the weekend. An in-depth move by the LA Lakers. They've also signed Danny Green and Gatavius Goldwell-Pope earlier on in the weekend. The Clippers finalizing a two-year $10 million deal with forward Jermichael Green. He averaged just uh, over nine points, 9.4 points a game and 6.3 rebounds with the Clip and Grizzlies last year. And right now, looking at the odds boards, Gabe and I talked about it, the Clippers and Paul George with Kawhi Leonard, the favorites to win the NBA title at 3-1. to one. Wow, that's, those are some short odds. In the NHL, the San Jose Sharks assigned restricted free agent forward Kevin LeBanc on a one-year deal today. He had career highs in goals, 17 assists, 39 in points, 56 in 82 games. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned for Hour 2. Gabe Morency hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll talk a little home run derby, matchup and odds, and a whole lot more. So stick around, everybody. Hour 2 of the program coming up now.
time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Level two. Up to uh, All-Star Week. Uh, National League minus 110, American League minus 110. Game is a pick up. Over under eight and a half. Ah. Uh, eight and a half. Um, the American League always wins the All Star game, don't they? Yeah, what happened last they usually year? do. They usually do. I don't know, man. I I would say. What I happened say, last yeah, year? Do you remember? I don't. I, remember. I think the American League won. I'm almost. I I think you're right. I think it went. Did it go over the number last year? I'm trying to think. A lot of things going on, Gabe. Yeah, that happened. 2018. Well, we'll cap the game. game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't remember this stuff exactly. Uh, yeah, the American League won again last year. Eight six. I knew they did. Yeah, eight six. It went over too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. God, there's it so was many lower scoring right. though earlier in the game. It seemed to open yes, up. Yes, it was. Normally yeah, it these went, games it... go under actually. Like it was two one four two six three three five three three nothing eight nothing. The American League yeah. has won one, two, three, four, five, six in a row right now. The National League won three in a row before that. The American League won like 12 in a row before that. Um, you know, in the 70s, the National League won like, you know, 10 in a row. It's always been a streaky game. Hard to fade the National League, but we'll get into the lineups tomorrow. Let's uh, We'll talk uh, home run derby. I just wanted to take a look at the uh, the odds for the game. So it's eight and a half minus 110. Yeah. Um, so yeah. a home run derby tonight, outright odds. Uh, Josh Bell's the favorite, plus 325. Like it. Vlad- Vladimir Guerrero Jr., plus 350. Yeah. Pete Alonso, think- plus 375. Yeah, not bad. Jock Peterson that no one's talking about, uh, plus 650. Uh, Matt Chapman. Chapman, who, who's Chapman in for? Someone, uh, oh, Yelich. Or Yelich. Yeah, Yelich yeah, is out. Chapman is in. You mentioned Carlos. Dent, dent. Santana. He's a black magic woman. Yeah, I don't know. Plus 162. You like Alonzo, but minus 225 in his matchup. Oh, God, that's a lot of juice. A lot of juice. And no no love for uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. at all at 10 to 1. Nah, I don't. What's up with that? I think he'll win. I don't think he'll win. I just... uh, I, just, I, I, I like Josh Bell a lot. I, I think we need some more odds. And I think if you're looking for a, a dog, Carlos Santana, he's got a horrible matchup, though, against Pete Alonso because Pete Alonso's been an absolute young stud. But Carlos Santana hits left. I think that's the advantage you have uh, in the ballpark in Cleveland. But uh, I don't like his matchup. I'd probably take him in any other matchup, but Pete Alonso's dangerous as hell. Man, he's had a great year. Yeah, it's crazy. I like Pete Alonso, and... I'll actually, you know, I'll read something to you that I found about this home run derby. It's incredibly annoying, actually. It's incredibly annoying. It's total, like, stat geek type stuff. About yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Measuring uh, the, mo- got it, the moderate got correlation it. between a hitter's barrel rate and the number of home runs that they hit in the first round. The data for the derby, like, yeah. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, Game Time Decisions, Ready Page Radio continues. iHeart, tune in, uh, Fantasy Sports our Radio Network. We'll get back to the home run uh, derby uh, odds and uh, matchups. Uh, let's talk some uh, Toronto Raptor NBA uh, basketball. Josh Lewenberg joins us, TSN Radio from uh, Toronto, Ontario. Josh, what's going on? Thank you for joining us this afternoon, this evening. How you doing? Doing well. How's it going, guys? Uh, you know what? We're, We're doing, doing all right. Doing all right. I just got back We're from Vegas, it. so, you know. I'm recovering. <laughs> I got the uh, the Kawhi news, Kawhi news when I was in Vegas. So I sort of absorbed it uh, better than I probably would have if I was just sitting <laughs> sitting sitting at home. Uh, but it is it is what it is right now. So Josh, where do you stand on all of this? Me, you know what? I don't. Uh, I'm a diehard fan. So I'm, I speak more as a fan than like a journalist, or and you know, I'm not trying to be professional uh, journalist here when I speak. I'm speaking from fan emotion. I don't, I don't hate him. I don't hate Kawhi Leonard for leaving. I don't feel like, oh, you know, screw him for eternity or, or anything like this. I just don't like the way it was handled. Like, you know, the flying back and forth. I don't really think he had an intention of ever resigning, Josh, to be honest. And then to read that Nick Nurse was talking. And Nick Nurse didn't seem upset about it, but, you know, that he texted Nick Nurse. Not even a phone call, a text. I just don't like the way it was handled. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not holding it personal. It is what it is. The inmates uh, are running this league uh, right now. The players are in complete control. But how do you feel about the way it was handled with Kawhi Leonard on the way out? I hear what you're saying. I don't have a big problem with the way it was handled. I mean, if, if the assumption that we're making here is that Kawhi never truly considered the Raptors, he's just flying back and forth just to delay time, give the Clippers – more time to go out and acquire Paul George, then I hear what you're saying, and I completely agree with you in that scenario. We don't know that that's what happened, and the understanding that I have, and again, I mean, nobody really knows truly what happened here, but the understanding that I have is that Kawhi was very much considering the Raptors, and I think, again, given the information that I have here, that if the Thunder had dug in their heels and said, we're not trading Paul George, if the Clippers were not able to get Kawhi the second star that he needed in order to agree to go there, I think Kawhi would be a Toronto Raptor today. So I, I believe that he was considering it at least as a contingency plan. If I would believe that plan too. a didn't go yeah. as, as he wanted it to um, as for the way it was handled. I mean, listen, I think he handled the whole situation from the start as a pro. He didn't want to come to Toronto. That was not just a report. I mean, that was just the reality, uh, but he didn't complain. He showed up. Not only did he show up, but he, uh, I mean, he honored his contract. He approached everything professionally. And then when it mattered most, he gave the city everything he had. And he didn't have to. I mean, a lesser competitor, especially once he hurt his leg in a scenario where he had his next contract on the line, he could have gone at half speed or maybe even shut it down altogether. But he emptied the tank. He put the team on his shoulder and ultimately won them a championship. So I don't think he owed the city or the team, the franchise, anything at that point. 
Uh, it would have been nice if he stayed. Obviously, if, if Raptors fans are disappointed, they have every right to be disappointed. They should be disappointed. But I, I don't know how you hold it against the guy. Uh, you know, I agree with a lot, a lot of what you said. Like, you know, and, and, and you know, I always say this, Cam and Josh, there's always more than, than two sides to a story, right? It's true. There's a lot of different perspectives to this. The fact that he went home, I would agree that, the, that he would have went back to the Raptors. I don't think he was going to the Lakers ever. Yeah. Um, I think he just sort of, you know, wanted to meet with them and kick the tires. But I do think ultimately now, how much do you buy into this, the reports? Because let's be real, and no one loves the Raptors as much as I do, but at the same point in time, let's be real. Guys aren't lining up. You know what I mean? It's a lot like sort of uh, like, you know, the Montreal Canadiens are in a similar situation, I find. Russian guys and European players love playing. They don't mind, right? <laughs> but <laughs> it's just a fact. We can say it. We can, you know, it's it's an elephant in the room. It angers me. I think it's ignorant, et cetera. But you can't tell people where they should live. If they feel that way, they feel that way. Right? It is what it is. So. I never really bought into this Paul George stuff to Toronto. Do you? That the Oklahoma City said they give us Siakam, Van Fleet, and all these draft picks? No, my understanding was that that was never especially close. It was never an option. Let's face it, based on what we know about Masai Ujiri, if there was a move that he could make, something realistic that was actually on the table that would have guaranteed him Kawhi Leonard returning and guaranteed him another run at a championship or, or multiple championships, he absolutely would have done it. So uh, yeah, I don't right. think that was an option. I, I think that once it became clear that the Clippers could land Paul George, uh, Kawhi had a pretty good idea at that point where he wanted to go. I, I want to go back to what you were talking about there because I agree with that, and I've been thinking about it for days I, as well as anybody, that there's a stigma that has been following this franchise around for 25 years. Uh, that I mean, let's face it. There's 29 other teams in the NBA. They're all American teams, predominantly made of American players, and the Raptors are different. Now, I think the perception of the Raptors in Toronto as a basketball city has changed drastically within, locally. I mean, that chip on the shoulder that Raptors fans had isn't quite as big as it used to be when Vince left and McGrady left and Bosch left and all that. I mean, Masai has done a lot to change that perception. Of course, Lowry stayed, DeRozan stayed. But that stigma still very much exists around the league. Players, uh, I mean, some are more open-minded, but a lot of them don't want to play in Canada. A lot of them don't want to move. They're used to living in a country and, and working, playing in a country. It's a big change for them. And we've heard all the excuses, most of them nonsense, about the TV channels, the metric system, customs, taxes, all of that. But that, Bag milk. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that disappears overnight, but I think if Kawhi stayed, that would have gone a long way in changing the perception for a lot of players around the league. But unfortunately, yeah. the reality now is that stigma is still there. Now, I would say the positive now and the way that things may eventually change, not in terms of lifting the stigma, but more and more Canadians are coming up the ranks and, and breaking into the league. And these are not just the Corey Joseph and the Tristan Thompson, who are good players, but they're role players. These are now uh, budding stars. Jamal Murray, I mean, R.J. Barrett could be a star. Uh, Shea yep. Gilgis. And at some point, they're going to be free agents. I know Jamal Murray just signed a massive deal, but uh, coming off of your rookie contract, it's customary basically to sign the extension. In five years from now, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And what going home for him would be is coming to Toronto. The Raptors just won a championship. It, it may take decades to see the ripple effect of that, but at some point in the advantage that L.A. has with Kawhi and Paul George of those guys wanting to go home, the Raptors will eventually have a big advantage with all of these guys coming up and potentially stars saying, okay, well, I don't care about the stigma of Toronto and Canada because I'm from there. I want to go home. 
No, you're exactly right. Josh, yep. Josh Lewenberg uh, with us. And, you know, I brought it up, too, and I've listened. I'm as defensive. Like, I just wanted to punch Chris Broussard in the face. The guy's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> like, he's talking about, like, Toronto being, like, some backwoods, like, uh, place. But it's pretty nice. I just caution to anybody. Did Kevin Durant leave Oakland because he didn't like the water? Did Does LeBron James hop around every couple of years because he didn't like the food somewhere? Like, let's just be real, right? I mean, it's that's just all sort of nonsense. Especially, listen, you, you have a superstar player on your team. He's going to leave. And all we need to know, guys, the last eight NBA final MVPs are not on their current, on the same team they were MVPs with in the finals. <laughs> now, it's Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard for the most part, but Iguodala, the last eight. It's just the nature of the league. So let me ask you, and Cam will get your opinion here on this, too. I'll throw it to you first, Josh. Uh, we've got about a minute or two here, so. Sportsbooks posted Raptors win total at 43 and a half today. I think the Raptors could win 48, 50 games. My gut instinct now would say with the current team that they have, they would be a four or five seed in the East. And uh, they would, I, I think they would win a playoff series and then have a hard time in the second round. That's my gut instinct. Right now, Josh, would the Raptors win more than 43 and a half games? I say hell yes. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going over. Here's a theory I've been kicking around over the last few days is, how much worse off is this Raptors team now than they were before making the Kawhi trade? I mean, obviously they don't have DeMar DeRozan, and he was a, a high-scoring player, but they've now got a, an emerging Pascal Siakam, who's essentially an all-star, at least pretty close. And I would argue, although a different player, that Siakam right now is actually more valuable than DeRozan was then. Uh, Kyle Lowry is still Kyle Lowry, although a few years older, but he'll be in a contract year looking to prove something ahead of maybe his yep. last payday. Um, you don't have Jonas Valanciunas. You have Armand Gasol instead. Really, the only thing, I mean, I think that team was deeper, and obviously depth was a strength. The team that finished first in the Eastern Conference, I'm not saying this team will finish first in the Eastern Conference, but I don't think they're that much worse than they were back then. So I still they were 17 and I mean, 5, guys. Without 17 yep. and 5, without them. All right, we got to get out of here. Josh Lewenberg, thanks for the time, Josh, Josh today and, and throughout the playoffs. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, for you degenerates out there right now, Detroit Pistons are up 54-42 early in the third quarter, NBA Summer League, Brooklyn, Washington. I was there on Friday, Cam, and Zion Williamson was playing his first game. I wasn't going to go. I was busy, um, but um, I'm glad I didn't because it got shut down by an earthquake. And 7.1 earthquake in California, so strong that they had to shut the game down in Las Vegas. Like, the arena shook. Crazy. yeah, Cam, you know what? I was walking the strip and had no idea, buddy. Everyone around me was talking, oh, my God, did you feel the earthquake? And people were freaked out. They had to stop the game. I'm like, what? I was like, what, earthquake in California again? They're like, right here. It just, they were like, the strip just moved. I'm like, I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> uh, see, see, Ren, see what happens when you buy a good shoe with a good sole? You don't get rocked, eh? Nice. Or nice I comfort. drink a lot. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, and another thing, yes, you mix good like soles with what? some booze. 
Yeah, you're just floating. No, it was crazy. I saw an interview. I know why Whale Capper's not coming on the show anymore. This liquor store in California, poor bastard, right? The guy had all of his bottles there. Smash, smash, smash. It took out like everything. They showed it like every single wine, vodka. It was like a liquor depot destroyed. And then he did it again. And the second tremors of the earthquake destroyed his second batch of stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. I hope you got insurance. But you're right. Uh, a couple of those uh, Vegas. <laughs> only plastic you know like the plastic yeah models. that's another no and that's a great yeah. point like people la people laugh canada i always ask lisa i'm like why do you get the schmear not plastic she goes it's very simple say you get wasted and you knock it off the table it doesn't break it's smart plastics are good they're very very good yeah you also can't smash it over someone's head you uh, could, or break it yeah, step yeah. on yeah, you could. Yeah, you could throw yeah. I could still smash it over somebody's head, but you're right. Glass, you're going to jail. Plastic, it's a little bit tougher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Gabe. I, I, hey, everyone talks about plastics in the ocean and stuff, but I'm with you, man. When you're drinking, plastics are good. That's all. Well, I'm saying if you're serving, you're selling alcohol in a in a in an earthquake zone, you probably yeah, better zone, get some yeah, plastic, you need plastic bottles. Good yeah, point. I'm just stating. Excellent point. Or great insurance plans, but they might not. Or I have you a for, feeling, uh, Cam. Yeah, I don't no, know. I think when God. an earthquake is set 7.1, bro, I don't think plastic would save you either. Yeah, 7.1, the we earth should, is shaking. We should, do, we should do some tests. Yeah, it's a good point. We, I'd like to see how, how it makes it through. But that's why Whale Capper hasn't been coming on the show, Gabe. He is one of those guys. I told you. He's busy. I, I, I was watching, yeah, I was watching um, the CNN and other news, and they're interviewing a lot of guys like Whale Capper right now. And to our point, California is going to fall in the ocean a lot sooner than uh, – People think like we got a real problem there with our friends in California. You come on in, we'll take you. Well, like, uh, they've been talking about this for a while. Exactly, like, you can't be shocked when it happens. Kind of like it's an yeah. earthquake zone. The, the San Andreas Fault is a serious, dangerous exactly. like earthquake. It is. Um, all right, uh, so home run derby. I just see Mike Trout being interviewed. I think it's weak. This guy never does the derby. Man, you're the biggest star in the game. It won't freaking kill you, bro. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't have disdain for it, but here's the thing. You're the best player in baseball. You're hands down better than everybody else. And everyone in baseball was bitching about guys not signing to the ultimate money. Well, you have to be the face of the league and do these things. I'm not going to necessarily get mad at you, but it's not going to ruin your swing. Kristen Yelich, who basically, he, he got, he, the reason he's not in it, because he's hurt, but he basically said when all the Milwaukee Brewer fans are like, dude, dude, don't go in there. It's going to ruin your swing. He goes, it's batting practice, you idiots. All they're exactly. doing is chucking little balls to you. So you know what? I'm with you. If you're going to problem with the league and guys didn't sign Keuchel and everybody else and you want to get popularity for it, you go above and beyond and you do those things. I agree with you there. Mike Trout's the best. It's his. It's kind of like what you say about Kawhi. It's his decision. But I think it would be a lot smarter if you did participate. Well, you know what? He's got a brand Q factor of like Kenneth Fareed. Like no one knows who the hell he is. You know, it wouldn't hurt him to actually like try to market himself <laughs> and the team that pays him four hundred million dollars. I swear to God, Kev. No, no, I'm telling you, there's a sports Q rating. So it's basically they just ask like common people, have you ever heard of this person before? This what does guy? he do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Mike Trout was fifty third out wow. of all sports athletes. Huh. Kenneth Fareed was 52nd. So it's basically, do you know who Kenneth? People are like, yeah, yeah, the NBA guy with the dreadlocks. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, you know who he is. Uh, like, don't know who Mike Trout is. People are like, no. <laughs> like, I don't know who he is. That is, that is shocking. The number one baseball player, Cam, on the list 
was Derek Jeter. Bryce Harper? Or Derek? Yeah, well, still, and not even playing anymore. Still today. Today, Derek Jeter. Wow, that is unbelievable. So, in other words, like, so, like, it's all NBA and uh, NFL. Like, people yeah. know who LeBron James is. They know who Kevin Durant is. They know who Tom Brady is. Um, hockey actually wasn't too bad either. Sidney Crosby was on the list. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin. I could get you. It's it's a cue. It's like basically like a, it's like a brand popularity, basically. Cool. Like, like how that. many times you've been searched? How many? Like how many? Like do common people know you? Like not like a sports bar. Everyone knows who the hell Mike Trout is. Yeah. No, you're it's like basically like does your one. grandma yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like your mother knows who yeah. Kawhi Leonard is now, right? I'm sure she knows. Oh, oh Kawhi Leonard. Right? He, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, she's actually good for those surveys because like she likes. Like, I bet you your mother does not. Before they're popular. I bet you. I bet you your mother does not know who Mike Trout is. That's a great question. She might because she watches the sports report every now and then. But you're right. I think it's that's a great one. It's right on the borderline between yes and Ask no. Her. I will. I'm gonna if, call her. If you I, know what I gotta Mike talk Trout to her does. tomorrow. Mom, who is Mike Trout? And then yeah, see what she said. Well, Cameron, I look forward uh, to the answer. <laughs> it sounds, she goes, yeah, it sounds like a fish. Yeah, she goes like soccer player. <laughs> Salmon. Tim All Salmon, right, so. Mike Trout, fish. Yes. Pete Alonso. We talked about Pete Alonso is um, he's like plus three fifty. Uh, there's different mm-hmm. numbers in different books. I'm seeing he's a favorite actually here in New yeah, York. Not sh- surprised. Yeah, sh- right? sh- uh, I saw, but Gabe, I saw in New York actually. It's funny at Fanduel. You know how they have those bonuses that you, that you can't uh, get away from. I think they they had a they had a Pete Alonso plus five twenty or something. If you want to bet, my they're really uh, give you a little bit of value there for the hometown guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's got to do something. There's like oh, well, 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 oh, here it is, the odds boost. Okay, we'll get to the odds boost in a second. So, Pete Alonso minus two hundred nine versus Carlos Santana plus one seventy. Mm. It's just it's not smart money to bet minus two hundred nine in a home run derby. It's random, and you got the hometown guy here. That knows this park, so he knows where to hit it. Um, I I think Alonso's a favorite to win the thing, but I can't lay him. I'd rather just take him to win. I'm not laying minus two and nine. Do you like Santana in the matchup? Uh, well, I'm gonna take two bets. So Santana's one of them uh, as a ten to one dog to win the competition, and I like Bell at plus. Uh, I'm ho- gonna hope for if I can find Bell. a four to one, but the best I've seen is plus three fifty for Bell. Let's look at the matchups now. So Bell, so Pete Alonso versus Santana. I think Alonso wins, but it's not a smart bet to lay minus two and nine. Um, Josh Bell versus Ronald Acuna. Love Josh Bell. Bell's minus one ninety five. I'm parlaying him. I'm doing a. I'm doing a. I'm doing a parlay. Can you parlay it? Yep. You could parlay. You know what the best is? I'm going to do a three-game, par- a three, a three-player parlay. Watch this one. You're going to love it. If you don't like, even Santana wins. So I could parlay Bell, okay. Guerrero parlay. Jr. Parlay. That's I parlay Bell and Guerrero Jr. to plus 155, and I'm going to add Alonzo to make it real nice. A three, three batter parlay. Plus 281. Now we're talking. Bell, Guerrero. <laughs> And Alonzo. Did you say plus right, 381? 281 only. Oh, 281. Oh, I was hoping Ooh. 381. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Could be better. Take, but uh, take Bregman is an underdog, and then it becomes big. Seven yeah, to one. I don't. I can't. T- I can't be perfect. Like go four for four in the matchup. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to pass. But All I right, will so say. So Josh yeah. Bell minus 195. Yeah. Acuna plus 155. Alex yeah. Bregman plus 105. Jock Peterson minus 145. 
Mm-hmm. And then Vlad Guerrero Jr., who can't hit big league pitching, but he's probably going to crush this stuff here tonight. I know. That's what I'm thinking, too. That's exactly it. I wouldn't be surprised if he won. Those are the two guys I'll take. I'm going to bet it. I'll take Alonzo and Guerrero to win. I like Guerrero, too, but I can't. Him and Bell. Yeah, you know what? Screw Santana. I'm just taking it for the value. Cam, you know, no who has named the finalists? They think it's going to be Guerrero versus Bell because that's what it pays, like, plus 600. That's what like, I'm going to That's gonna the take. lowest odds. Vladimir Guerrero versus Josh Bell. And they have Vladimir Guerrero versus Pete Alonzo as the two lowest paid out odds. Like, so that's, that's sort of what the computer comes up with. Guerrero versus Bell, Guerrero versus Alonzo. So how do I not parlay Bell and Guerrero in their matchups to plus 155? No juice. Good parlay. I'm, yeah, I'm doing it. There, yeah. Not bad, actually. Yeah. I'm doing, I'll, a, I'll do it too. I'm doing a three-gamer. We're going to do the old Alonzo, Bell, Guerrero to plus 281. Bell with Guerrero plus 155. Bell and Guerrero to win. We're all in. Those are the bets for the home run derby. I like that like? parlay. So I like that I. parlay. Well, it's kind of plus one. I don't buy like it's plus one fifty four. And you don't, yeah, no juice, no nothing, no fuss, no muss. It's a good parlay. I'm doing it too. I just don't want to get your I, account mixed up with mine. I got money in that thing now. I, I I cashed out after the golf. I still got some money in there. So let's have some fun. So uh, you better uh, email me your bets. Oh yeah, by the way, I got good news for you. Uh, you had a twenty uh, another twenty dollar credit, so I threw some money on your pile. So you're good. I sent you a text, so you got extra twenty bucks in there. Uh, Pete Alonzo to win. Vlad Jr. to win. I can't take everybody, so no, you I'll go with that parlay. Guys. I'll I'm go with the Vlad Jr. Bell parlay. But Vlad Jr. better win his matchup now, because I'm gonna have him in a parlay to win. Me too. He needs to beat Me too. I agree. All right, we'll hit this on the other side and more. Game time decision. Home run derby. Do it. See if we can nail the winner here. I'll get into this barrel speed and stuff like that. Tell you who the uh, stat team is. <laughs> barrel speed. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decision continues. Uh, we uh, wrap it up. Yeah, home stretch here. Appreciate uh, you joining us on whatever uh, medium you are joining us uh, on. We're talking home run uh, derby. We talk a lot of NBA, a little soccer. As much as I love the NBA, even I'm starting to get a little NBA'd out uh, right yeah. now, although I am Mishreet that can buy that win total we were waiting for, and it came out today oh, over, over at uh, points back. Three and a half, oh. dude. Oh, man, Here's on. the thing. Their defense is going to be impeccable. Even the minor move with Stanley Johnson, all great defensive players that they have on their team. They need one more offensive all player. All the Shepherds this, that they brought in. 
This is the problem, Renzi, though. But the Kawhi Leonard waiting so long, it would have been nice if the Raptors could have at least got out and got kind of a, you know, a score on their team too. So that's the one problem. But defensively, I think they're going to be very, very good. And that number's way too low, low, probably three or four wins too low over. The regular season will be fine. They'll be able to grind out victories. They were 17 to five without Kawhi Leonard. It's the same team, except the guys will be better. Siakam will be better. The problem is in the playoffs, they're one score short, right? Like they just, they're, they're, they're if you add up the points right now, yeah, they're, you're right, Cam. They're going to be one of the best defensive teams. They're all premium first-class defenders. But they're just a little short. Bradley Beal would be nice, but we don't have the – we don't have it, you know. The Raptors are screwed this year. They're not, not – I don't mean screwed, but, I mean, we are what we are, right? We just are. I mean, we have four guys on one-year deals. Next year is sort of the reload, the retool, and, and all that. Not this year, but – yeah, he put us in a tough spot, like dragging it out like this, which is that's what just annoys me about it. That he really dragged it out, man, like a full week and then, you know, the two weeks. But anyways, uh, just to throw it out there to 43 and a half. And there's a couple other numbers I like too. Orlando Magic, 36 and a half is too low, in my opinion. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, 44 and a half, too low, in my opinion. Uh, they're going to have Lonnie Walker. They're going to have DeJounte Murray back. DeJounte Murray's good. Like, people don't really realize this. This kid's really, really good. Like, uh, it's going to make a big difference for him. He's worth a couple of wins for them. Uh, they won, like, 48 games or something last year with Spurs. Like, they'll be better this year. So, I think there's some soft numbers, but it's early right now. That Knicks 26-and-a-half isn't there anymore. Cam, they bounced it back up to 29-and-a-half. <laughs> Very smart. They do. Uh, yeah, yeah hey, that's, too low, They're going to get exposed. At 26-and-a-half, you're yeah. going to get exposed. It's too low, and you can't afford to do that. Yeah, exactly. Wise Great guys point. will middle it. Yeah, wise guys, mm-hmm. guys like Bobby will drop five dimes on it and then wait. Like, oh, now it's 29 and a half. I'll go yeah, five yeah. dimes under. Boom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, hey. Exactly. Hey, guys like Bobby don't screw around, man. He already dropped five dimes on a Bills future. So we'll start That's to me. get into the NFL, which yeah. is around the corner. And uh, funny story I saw today. I didn't get to it on the morning show, actually, just quickly. Is, uh, is Ryan Fitzpatrick was bitching about how he's disrespected all the time. <laughs> okay really you threw seven yeah. interceptions in a game you got a job like here's the thing Fitzpatrick you go out and play a great game against the Steelers you throw a couple of touchdowns then you throw four or five interceptions like what do you want that's what you do you make good plays and you make tons of mistakes you are what you are you're a backup quarterback now you're a starter on a very bad football team and be happy you made all that money bitching are you kidding me I'd love to be Ryan Fitzpatrick what a life the guy's God, he's loaded. Here, he's loaded. Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> put some respect on my name. Oh, There's okay. been a lot of shade and disrespect thrown my way for a long time. <laughs> yeah, with good reason. Like, bro, like, I can't believe this guy has attitude when when he should be saying, you know what, I'm so fortunate I never thought I'd last uh, this long in the NFL. Like, it's unbelievable. Cam, I, we looked it up today. He's made $58 million. Oh, it's right? ridiculous. So Made fifty-eight million dollars. You know what his record is? 50, 50 and seventy-five. Yeah, I was going to say seventy-five. I was going to say worse than that. I thought it would be a little bit that's, worse than that. That's more than one million dollars a win he's got paid. Mm, not bad. Like, you know, like it's amazing. This guy's made fifty-eight million dollars. You suck, bro. Shade and disrespect. My way. <laughs> Your best year ever was that ten and six year with the Jets. And you choked in the last game of the year against the Bills, like I knew you would. I, I bet big on that. I was like, he'll throw a bunch of interceptions, and he did. Remember? Yep. <laughs> he said he threw seven interceptions. I swear to God, dude. 
I, I don't know why I had the Jets that day, and I did. Oh, I did, too, oh. against Kansas City. I'll oh, never forget God, that. Oh, yeah, the and Chiefs, it, yeah. And the thing is, they almost just didn't cover the teaser, too. Like, if any of those become points, I'm like, wow, man. This guy is – I remember I was big yeah, on the Jets. I remember – They were a good – I remember that, was a good that day. That, week. that was all Fitzpatrick. Every game, every play, I remember that game that – it was over and over, man. I remember there was like a, an interception. The guy, I think it was Revis, he picked it off and he's running. And I'm like, bro, if if you don't score, we're not going to score. Like, you need to run this into the end zone. He got it to like the two and then fits through a pick. <laughs> I know. They were it happened another time. Someone else made a play to like the one yard line. I'm like, dude, like, oh, they're going to, they're going to, he's going to do it again. He did it again. He did it seven times. That game was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking, wallet-breaking. No, and you're right. Like, inches away from, like, glory every time. Hey, Fitzpatrick, you know what? You went to Harvard. You've had a you've had a nice career as a backup, a starter on bad teams. No need for shade and disrespect. And let's be honest. This is the thing why he should relax and shut up. He has been given multiple opportunities to be starter when other guys have failed and hasn't been able to take it for more than a couple weeks. Ryan Fitzpatrick's like a horse, man. He's like, comes out of the gate. Oh, yeah, man, I'm great. And then right at the end, oh, here comes the stretch. I'm out of gas. That's what happens all the time with him, Marenzi. Like, give me a break. Come on. He's had his opportunity. Yeah, It's the same crap over and over with this guy. But we'll we'll start to switch gears. We'll start to switch gears uh, into the National Football League. Uh, But tonight, it's the Home Run Derby. As we uh, we mentioned, the odds uh, here for the Derby uh, tonight over at FanDuel right now. Pete Alonso is plus 350. Josh Bell is plus 400. Nice odds on Vlad Guerrero at plus 400. Jock Peterson, 6-1. to one. Chapman, 750. Acuna, 850. Bregman, 950. Santana, 12-1 uh, to one at uh, FanDuel. And as I mentioned, they have a couple of other little props uh, for this. It's pretty cool. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero versus Josh Bell, plus 600. In the final, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. versus Pete Alonso, plus 600 in the final. Jock Peterson versus Pete Alonso, plus 850. Jock Peterson versus Josh Bell, 10-1. to Bregman versus Bell, 11-1. Bregman versus Alonso, 11-1. Chapman versus Bell, 12-1. to Chapman versus Alonso, 12-1. to Guerrero versus Santana, 12-1. to um, Which uh, will the winner be from the American League or the National League? National League, minus 140. American League, plus 110. Kind of like National League there. They have that's actually not a bad bet because other than Guerrero Jr., I think Bell and Alonzo look real good. Where the rest of the American League guys, I think really Vladimir Guerrero is your choice in the American League. Take a look at it, Gabe. The National League actually has better. I think their 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 situations are better. Like Bell, Alonzo, you know, I kind of like their guys a little bit more. I hear you. I don't like Chapman, for example. Like I like him well, as a player, but not in the home run derby. Um, I'm betting on I think there's Junior to win the thing, so I better hope yeah, that, that he gets uh, a chance. That's but. the thing. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I think the National League, it's not a bad price because if Bell doesn't win, I think a lot of other guys in the National League can win, whereas I think Vladimir Guerrero is the best option for the American League. All right. How about this? Will there be a 500-foot-plus home run hit tonight? Yes. No. Yes. Minus 400. Yes is plus 280. 280. I, I almost want to do that. There could be nice little meatball up there. What's the weather in Cleveland like? We got to do a weather report. Hopefully, balls are just flying out there, nice and hot. Um, player to hit the longest home run. 
I think Guerrero is a good bet for this plus three seven. I agree with that a hundred. He does hit it. I mean, like I was reading, I saw a stat like, I don't know, like four of the top ten home runs or something this year. Guerrero's hit the furthest. Like he doesn't, he hasn't hit a lot of them, but when he does, like four thirty, four fifties, like yeah, like he crushes them. Beautiful um, night. So this is the stuff. Beautiful night. Uh, seventy-five degrees. Currently seventy-four degrees. Good weather. Sunny. Shouldn't be any problem with anything. So nice and smooth. Good, good, good right, conditions so not, for hitting. I'm not going to get. So this is the stuff, Cam. We only got a couple minutes here, but barrel classification has signed a uh, batted ball events whose comparable hit types have led to a minimum of 500 batting average and blah blah. Same. It just goes. It's just like this stat geek type stuff. But anyways, when it comes down to barrel speed, um. Pete Alonso is number one. And if you look mm-hmm. at the favorites, actually, it's it's almost correlated. But interesting, barrel rate, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is only 8.5. Um, so this is this is sort of the, the stat geek breakdown of it. They've got uh, they've got Pete Alonso winning it against uh, Matt Chapman. They got Chapman beating mm-hmm. Guerrero. Peterson beating Bregman, Acuna beating Bell, and Alonzo beating Santana. This is solely bat barrel stuff. Well, if the, if that's right, we're done. Because our parlay, <laughs> I have Bell in parlays, and I got Guerrero in parlays. So, hey, barrel guys, I hope you're wrong, because uh, we're going the other way. We'll see what happens. All right. So, uh, the last 21 home run derbies, hitters with a better uh, barrel rate have won 67% of the time. Wow. Pretty significant. <laughs> Should have read that article before I made my bets. At least yours aren't in yet. <laughs> no, mine are the barrel rate. Well, I got Pete yeah, Alonso, who's the best barrel rate guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have... before I knew this. Yeah. And, but Guerrero hits it the hardest. Him and Josh Bell hit it the hardest. That's like the hardest contact rate. Bell and Guerrero smack it the hardest. But I guess the barrel rate, whatever the hell that means, Pete Alonso is 17.7% barrel rate. Good barrel rate. Fragment just 5.6. Yeah, yeah. Barrel rate. <laughs> Thought I was how many barrels or kegs I can drink at a backyard barbecue. Barrel rate. My barrel rate's strong. But uh, anyway, I, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing these parlays, Gabe. He gave me the bets. We're in. I like Bell, and I like Guerrero, and I like Alonso. So I guess uh, – the article, we, we like a lot of those guys, other than they're not really talking about Guerrero that much. But I think he's going to really show. I know nope. he, out of the guys there, he has the most to prove, too. People are like, why is he in the home run derby? The guy's only got eight dingers. Well, we'll see We'll see what happens tonight. I think he, this is a contest that's really, really suited for him, and he'll do fine. I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the parlay. Vlad uh, Jr., uh, Josh Bell parlay. And then I'm going to take Pete Alonso to win. And I'm going to take Vlad uh, Jr. to win. And if take, and my uh, longer shot, I would say Jock Peterson, but I can't bet everybody, so I'm just no, betting I'm this. Gonna, Vlad, Guerrero, this. Vlad Bell parlay, Pete Alonso to win, Vlad Jr. to win. Bell, Bell Guerrero parlay to plus one, uh, what is it, 155 or one, 154? 55. I like the, yeah, one. Yeah, the, yeah, the Alonso, the Alonso, Bell, and Guerrero parlay to plus 281. Two winners, Bell plus 350, Vlad Guerrero plus uh, 360. Done. I'm going to look for a better number for Guerrero. I think I saw five to one on one of my books. I'll go take that. Shop around because these numbers are varied. So tomorrow night, we'll jump into the All-Star game itself. Correct. And then I guess, what, Wednesday night, we're betting WNBA? Yeah, Wednesday night, uh, golf. We got golf. 
uh, the Scottish. Actually, it's good, Gabe. Uh, even oh, though things are a little bit trim. With the, I, yeah, we got yeah. we got the Scottish Open and the John Deere because it's one week before the British. So I'll do a double banger for you. I'll do the European Tour slash PGA. We'll uh, really get golfed out on Wednesday. You're right. And then Thursday, they come back. Only one baseball game. It's funny. They come back with a marquee game at 8 o'clock. One game and then Friday full slate again. So it's basically a week off. It's pretty crazy. Long break. Yeah, we're going to have to get... Um... We're going to have to bet on some uh, MLS soccer later in the week, stuff like sure. that. NBA Summer yeah. League. Uh, yeah, so tonight, guys, give me Bell, Vlad Jr., Parlay, plus 154. Pete Alonso to win at uh, plus 350, depending on your book. And uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. to win as of well. We're now 5-7. to seven. We'll be adding a new show at 8 o'clock uh, where we'll be a betting game with the live in-game on starting next week. Great job, Yang. Thanks for tuning Good in. Stuff, Everybody Yang. made a winner first. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Obviously a, a legend uh, in American uh, soccer, uh, Sirius XM, Tony Miola, steps up. And then, Tony, it's always a pleasure, man. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, guys. Getting uh, getting over what was a, a busy Sunday, a busy uh, a busy weekend of soccer, no doubt. Were you one of the people that were bitching about there being, um, you know, three title games on, uh, on one day? Well... I'm a soccer junkie, so <laughs> you know that kind of a kind, kind of a dream day. Like I, I get the argument, yeah. and but, but once it once it happened, I understand that the all kind of you know the Women's World Cup needs a platform, the the Gold Cup and Copa America, they all need their platform. But once it was decided that this was what it was going to be, I was I'm one of those guys. Okay, let's just live with it and deal with it. I I, I understand the argument, and I'm not. I don't think we'll ever see it again based on you know sort of the reaction from everybody. But when you have that many tournaments, uh, and then you look at the european schedule and you look at you know when preseason starts for a lot of these guys and major league soccer is still going there's not a lot of dates i think the only thing they probably could have done is put a put a final one of the finals at least or, or maybe two of them on a saturday and left uh, the world cup for sunday but uh i i can't say i was one of them that bitched and moaned for months about it you know i said oh this is kind of odd but i you know i kind of went on with it and enjoyed uh, the fact that we had three finals on a day uh, people like yeah, to they, bitch for the sake of bitching. They, they sure yeah. do. And weren't they staggered? Like the women's game was on, Tony. It was on in the morning. Then you got Peru, Brazil, and then you got USA and Mexico at night. It's not like any of them overlapped. It was pretty good timing. And the U.S.-Mexico game, there was no other sports on after MLBD, the All-Star break. The games ended at 7 o'clock. Well, could you imagine if they did overlap what the bitching and moaning would have been? <laughs> would have oh, yeah, been. exactly. It's just, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> These people yeah, never heard of college time. football think, and what bowl day is like. Uh, you know, it's exactly. Great it we it was like Summer Sunday. It took, it took over the world. And like you said, with all due respect yeah. to the women's tape, in Brazil, they were worried about the Copa. In Mexico, they were worried about the Gold Cup. In yep. America, it was for the women's team. Let's just be real, too, Tony. It was something for everybody. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I heard the argument that this 
poor and it's the World Cup. I, I completely understand. I, I went through it three times playing in a World Cup. You want to be sort of center stage, but um, in in uh, okay, Gold Cup maybe uh, notwithstanding, but you know, Copa America. Uh, there are South American players that would cherish a Copa America trophy just as much as they would a World Cup trophy. That's what it means to them down there, especially uh, you know, like in Argentina who didn't make it to the finals or finishes in third, or you know, Brazil hosting it. You know, I mean, they, they look at it. This this is essentially their other World Cup. Fantasy Sports Radio Network.